The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Ball sends it over to Edward Robles. Goal! Insert name FC! Welcome to Insert Name FC, a member of Belly Up Sports. Uh, once again, I am Hector Flores, your host, riding solo as usual. Till once again, I said, like I told you guys, um, till I get an assistant over at the Houston Dynamo. I'm, I'm pretty much only going to be able to record these episodes by myself. Um, like I said, till I'm able to get an assistant where I can record back on Mondays with Edward. So till then, you're just going to be hearing me. Uh, until further notice, but yeah, man. Um, yeah, another episode. Um, like I said, man, I'm going to try my best to get these episodes to be at least somewhat lengthy. Um, I know it's a very daunting task, especially when it's just me and, you know, you're not having like a back and forth discussion. So I apologize for that. But, um, another week is gone with the Houston Dynamo. I'm pretty excited. Like, a lot of people ask me if I'm ever, if I feel drained or anything like that, uh, working the hours that I work. And if you guys don't know, I'm essentially working from like seven in the morning till eight at night. So it is a lot of hours. Uh, but I, it just doesn't feel like work to me. I mean, it's work. It's not, not that it's not work, but it, I enjoy what I'm doing. So it's kind of like one of those things that it doesn't really feel like a job because I enjoy what I'm doing. I like, you know, putting equipment out onto the field for the team to train. Um, I like help, you know, being as helpful as I can be during the trainings. Um, you know, I like watching these guys train and play. I mean, you know, uh, I, I'm, it's really cool to see what, what the future has. Hopefully, uh, some of these guys can, can do something, can go pro and, and make big things out of themselves. But, uh, it's just, I like, I like enjoy, I like learning about the process. Um, which is, I think it's just a pretty cool thing in general. Um, this episode obviously will drop on Friday and, uh, fun fact, I will be making my first road trip with, uh, the Houston Dynamos. We're going down to the Valley. So, uh, if you guys don't know what the Valley is, it is, uh, the Rio Grande Valley, um, down South Texas. Um, I think specifically we'll be in Brownsville. So, uh, go, go play, uh, Rio Grand Valley Toros, which used to be affiliated with the Houston Dynamo. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's going to be really cool. Um, I have been to that part of Texas, uh, a few times now. So, um, I've been to McAllen and then uh, I went to Edinburgh, uh, for a wedding. So, uh, I'm not like, I know everything about that area, but it is a, a part of, I've been there before. So it'll be pretty cool to be there again this time to experience, uh, uh, so see that how they play soccer over there, uh, versus our academies. Um, so I'm really excited. It's gonna be my first, uh, road trip. And, uh, I guess the fun fact, um, the tradition with, I think it's actually a, a sports tradition, I guess. When it's your first road trip, uh, you have to sing, uh, in front of everybody, uh, kind of initiation, if you will. So, uh, still thinking about what I'm gonna do, but I'm sure. Sure, I'll figure it out. I mean, we do these singing beds for this, so um it's not what else is new for me as far as that goes, but so I have no problem, I guess, showing my chops to people, even though it's probably not that great. Um, but yeah, man, this episode obviously talk transfers, have some uh headlines to discuss. I will share my thoughts in these friendlies for the first friendlies of the of this new cycle for the twenty twenty six FIFA World Cup. Uh, share my thoughts. Uh, obviously probably need to take a little bit of a grain of salt with what has happened, uh, this past weekend with the U.S. men's national team. Uh, but obviously still kind of critical because this is a very important cycle. Um, 
give you guys the games to recap, um, announce players of the week, give you guys some games to look forward to this coming weekend. And I will share my closing thoughts involving uh, Al Nassar. Uh, you know, obviously the club where Cristiano Ronaldo currently plays at. So, yeah, so that is going to be episode 120. Holy shit, we're already at episode 120. No kidding. Uh, let me double check that. Let me double check. I'm, I'm pretty confident it is 120, but I just, yeah, it has to be 120. Yeah, it's, it's 120. Jesus Christ. We're, we're moving steadily along, but yeah. So yeah, we're going to go ahead and take a break and then we'll get going with the rest of this episode being episode 120. So, uh, we're going to take a break and then we'll get going with transfer talk. Let me tell you guys about Belly Up Sports. Belly Up Sports is the internet sports bar. Go ahead and check out the website, www.bellyupsports.com to read some great articles from great writers all across the country from hockey, baseball, golf, soccer, you name it. Belly Up Sports is the premier, not your average website. And we're back. Make sure you guys follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Insert name FC. A lot of stuff is posted, especially on days that we drop episodes. Um, you guys can now vote on who you would, who you pick on our players of the week, uh, which will add up to the tally for the Roosevelt Spencer's Player of the Year award. So it gives you guys a voice and it makes, it makes things a little bit spicy as far as the competition continues for that Roosevelt Spencer's Player of the Year award. Um, we combine both the vote, the tallies from Instagram and Twitter. Obviously, it, on Twitter, it'll be on the sub tweets of the players of the week, uh, posts. And for, uh, Instagram, it's on the Instagram stories. Um, so you, you can vote on the Instagram stories, um, for who you think should be the player, your player of the week from those two, those two, uh, options. So, um, which already somebody's benefiting from that. Um, which is, well, we'll, we'll, I'll say that later on in the episode, but all right, man. So transfers, uh, Jakob Kiwar is joining Arsenal. So the fullback is joining Arsenal. I believe Cedric Sorales actually is going to Fulham as well. So, you know, lose a fullback, gain a fullback, I guess you can say. Uh, Anthony Gordon, he is joining Newcastle United. Everton has become a dumpster fire. Um, and, I will say this, man. Uh, I know a lot. Of, there's some people that rate Anthony Gordon. I'm not one of those people. Um, I'm not saying that he's a bad player by no means. I just, I just don't really see the appeal. Um, I think he was linked to Chelsea as well, but at this point, I don't think Chelsea needs any more wingers. I think obviously with the additions that they've gotten, I mean, at this point, Christian Pulisic is basically fucked if he continues to stay at Chelsea. So he. Hopefully he, he gets moved out so, uh, pretty soon. Um, hopefully not, not till the summer. Cause I mean, the guy needs to be playing. Um, that's just my opinion on that one, but I, I think it's a pretty good move for Newcastle. Um, I just don't really know what you get from, I, I mean, he, I'm not saying Anthony Gordon is a bad player. I just, I, I feel like there's better options if, if you get what I feel on that one. Uh, continuing on, Sean Johnson, who was a free agent has officially signed with Toronto FC, which I feel like the rumors were pretty strong about them. I think I mentioned that last episode that uh, Toronto FC was probably where he was going to end up going. And well, there he is now. He's back. He's now in Toronto. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my God. That was bad. Um, we'll see what, what Toronto's trying to do. Obviously they, they have some, some very big signings over there um, with Insignia and uh, better there. She, um, so I, I mean, I mean, Toronto wants to get back into the mix in the MLS. So a, a seasoned goalkeeper like Sean Johnson, who's won the MLS cup with New York city FC. I mean, he's, he's had, he's done, a, he's had a lot of time in the MLS, uh, from starting from his time in Chicago. So he's got a lot of MLS experience. Um, he's a really good MLS goalkeeper. I really, I rate him pretty highly. I did. I do really like Sean Johnson. So I think a really good signing for Toronto. Adding a lot of experience, uh, in that, especially in the goalkeeper position. Um, another player named Malo Gusto, who from Lyon is joining Chelsea. So Chelsea continues their splurging. I believe they've spent over 
it's a lot of money. I know they spent a lot of money these last two years. So, yeah, they they have. I mean, Todd Bowley, man, the guy's not fucking around. He wants he wants to make this club big. Um, hopefully, hopefully it works out because I mean, obviously, you don't want to be spending all this money and, and not get anything out of it. So, we'll we'll see how that goes for them. And um, last uh, transfer to be the big one to talk about. Uh, Weston McCon Weston McCony. I guess I was gonna call him McConaughey. Weston McKenney is joining Leeds United. I believe it's a loan from Juventus, um, with an option to buy. Um, so I think there's like a caveat that if Leeds United uh, stays in the Premier League, I, I, it, it's a lot of stuff. But I just know he's on, currently on loan to Leeds United, Major League Soccer, Major, uh, you know, Leeds United States of America. All those things that people have been hearing, you know. Um, I think it's funny how people like point out that like, you know, American coach, uh, you know, obviously already has Tyler Adams, Brandon Aronson. I believe the ownership group is American as well for Leeds United. Um, and everyone's just, you know, going on with this, you know, with ma- like major league soccer, Leeds, uh, Leeds United States of America stuff. And, um, and then when you look at Wolves, I mean, they, they practically assigned every Portuguese player, uh, known to man besides Rafael Leao and, and some others, but so, and no one really says much, but like the fact that, you know, Leeds United does have a lot of American players, um, it, it's kind of funny, but, but hey, another American, shoot, maybe, maybe Christian Pulisic should think about going to Leeds United, but there is that, that's, that's transfers. Um, all right, man. So start things off with Everton, man. Uh, so they finally have announced that Frank Lampard has been sacked. Everton has been struggling. Um, but yeah, what really started was the 2-0 defeat against West Ham. Um, but yeah, Lampard has been relieved of his duties. Um, they just, I guess they took a while before they made the news official uh, to everybody. Uh, as far as like social media goes and all that. But yeah. Uh, he has, he is no, he's no longer with the club. Um, uh, also Joe Edwards, Paul Clement, Ashley Cole, and Chris Jones have also left the club, which were members of his staff. Um, Alan Kelly will remain as the goalkeeper coach. So he's the only one that was kept. Uh, uh, so, uh, I believe for the meantime, Paul Tate and Layden Baines will be taking, uh, charge of the training. Uh, till they uh, find their coach. Um, I mean, yeah, it's been it's been a rough rough bit of time for Everton or, or the Toffees. Um, they've been they've been having some struggles in performance, um, and and yeah, and I think things haven't gotten any better. Um, I don't know if it's all on Frank Lampard. Uh, I think you can obviously put some some uh, some of the blame on the ownership. Over there at Everton, uh, but yeah, it, it's a laundry list of problems that's going on with Everton right now. Um, relegation is probably something that's going to happen for them. It's, it's probably like it's probably going to be inevitable. Um, we'll see what happens with them. But it's the nature of the business, man. If you're if you're if you're not winning, you're you're struggling. So, and Everton has definitely had a lot of struggles, um, which is weird because like. They do, they do have like talent that comes out of that club. I mean, Anthony Gordon is, is an example of that, but, uh, there's some, like I said, there's other factors. I think that there is some talent in Everton. Um, but it's just the leadership structure over there right now that's just like really kind of killing them right now. Um, so we'll see how things go out with Everton. Maybe a new coach can really change things up. But I think, I think it's a bigger issue than just the coach. I think Everton has a lot of things to deal with, uh, before we start talking about actually improving the club. I mean, the club needs to be improved, but I mean, like, I think obviously it all starts at the head right now for Everton. Um, so the next headline is actually, uh, involving the recent world cup. Uh, there have been some Uruguayan players that were banned after. Probably one of the roughest exits in the World Cup. So Jose Jimenez, Edison Cavani, Diego Godin, Fernando Muslera have all been banned by FIFA following their actions in the Uruguayan World Cup. 
Um, so several of the Uruguayan players displayed some rather unsavory behavior towards match officials uh, in their game against Ghana, which obviously they they uh, ended up not moving on to the next round because of that game. Which I mean, for Ghana, it was a bitter, a very sweet moment for them because they got the revenge. Um, many, you know, obviously, if you guys remember that, many could see that the you know uh, being surrounded by referees and video, uh, you know, there was footage of Cavani like. You know, on on the VAR monitor, you know, yeah, yeah, he it's just top. You know, he was toppling the VAR monitor. Um, But yeah, dissolution, obviously banning them. Um, Yeah, four matches. So Jimenez and Musleta will face a four match suspension, uh, and Cavani and Gooding have been handed one match bans. Um, So I, I mean, I guess you can say. Even though Cavani was the one that toppled the VAR monitor, um, I think that some of it is just the fact that like these guys were just not happy uh, with the results uh, of what they had in the World Cup. They they had a really just rough go of it in the World Cup. I think a lot of people complained about referees in the World Cup, um, but I don't know, man. I don't think that you can really put the blame on the ref- on the officiating. I, I think it's funny that like. People like once things are done, dude. Like that's that's like the human element of officiating. Like if if we had like it's like in every sport, man. If you talk about like oh we had electronic officiating, like robot um like in baseball, like people will talk about the idea of having a robot umpire, which in hindsight would be good, right? It would be good because you take out, you, you know. A strike will be a strike. A ball will be a ball. You know, it's not, you know, it's, it's going to be right there as plain as day, black and white. Like it is what it is, uh, with the robot umps. And I'm obviously using baseballs as reference, but obviously the thing that makes the games what they are. And I'm, I'm kind of sticking with baseball right here is the human element. Like, you know, they're not going to catch everything. They're not going to be able to. You know, see everything. You know, obviously now in baseball, you know, with with catchers, they would frame pitches to make it appear a strike, and and so you take that strategy out of it. You take that deception, those little tricks that you can kind of get away with. You won't be able to get away with that with robot umps. Um, So I just think that you know, and kind of now again finding a way back in soccer, officiating the issue is I don't not really the issue, but the the thing that's always going to be a part of the game is the human element. They're, the ref's not going to catch everything. Um, the, the the sideline judges aren't going to catch everything. VAR is there to be a, a, a helpful tool for the officiators, um, for them to catch something that they didn't see. But once again, there's still a human element behind it because, you know, in order for this the game to at least stop briefly to get a look at what had happened, whether maybe it was an offside, maybe it was a penalty, maybe that yellow card really shouldn't be a yellow card, maybe that yellow card should be a red card. You know, all these things that the game could really be stopped for because of that VAR judge that that you know that's in the, the little room, the video room. Um there's still a human element to it because they have to in their perception see a foul, see an offside. Um, you know, so like it's still, there's still a human element to it. Like it's still a person. Um, and I, and, and I think the, the other part of the game is that you, now you have no one complaining to you. There, if everything was set in stone, if everything was, is what it is, you know, it's, it's like now that I believe now they have technology to put in the ball to detect whether or not you're offside. Like, that's it. and I mean that that was kind of killed a lot of people in 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 some of the games, you know. Uh, what maybe us we wouldn't see as an offside, but because you know this this tool that is now in the ball can pick that out now. It it it, it, it you now now players have to be a little bit more detailed, which I mean could improve the quality of play, but at the same time, like I said, you lose out on an element. That makes the game what it is, and that's because it's human. It you know, things are gonna not be seen. Things will be seen. 
And, and so I'm not saying it's going to ruin the game in any way, but it does like part of the game is the drama as well that comes with it. The storylines and all those things like what would have happened is something that I will say as a spectator, we love to talk about because as much as, as much as, you know, it is what it is and it happened and your team lost, your team won, you know, but for those people that are on the losing side, obviously feel like if it wasn't for that one instant, if it wasn't for that one error, this game would have been completely different. And and sometimes it is true um, that those little things could cause a ripple effect and really change the momentum of a game. Um, so I don't, I'm not saying that it is, that, that it's not, but I think with me, um, officiating is going to miss things. And I think a lot, there was a lot of complaints about the World Cup of officiating. Um, I think people are just going to complain, um, regardless, no matter what, whether you're on the winning side or losing side, they're always going to, the rest are all, it's a hard job. Like the hardest job in the world. Um, I won't say the hardest job in the world, but the hardest job in sports is being an officiating, uh, to, to be, to be an official, a referee, an umpire, because it's honestly, you're no one, you know, nobody really likes you. And if people know who you are, it's because you're, you know, you're deemed not a good, uh, officiator. Um, you know, like, you know, in basketball, baseball, football, soccer, like we all, we don't know the names of the good the the good referees because we don't complain about them because you know we know they're gonna do a good job, um, so we don't tend to know their names. But the ones that do a bad job or we think is biased or gets it's rigged, they rig the games. Those are the ones we remember those names of. Um, so I don't know where I was going with this, but well, I kind of did. But like the whole point of it is just that. Uh, and, and honestly, with Edison Cavani and, and maybe we might see Jose Jimenez, uh, Diego Godin and, and Fernando Muslera, like those three are probably not getting called. Uh, their, their careers with the, with the Ur- Uruguayan national team are probably almost done. Um, Diego Godin definitely. Uh, Fernando Muslera, because he's a keeper, I can see him play a little bit, a, l- a little bit longer. Um, Cavani. Cavani is a tricky one for me. I don't know. If, I'm really not certain if he's going to be able to play more games. But yeah, it's it's kind of, it's the nature of the game. Officiating is going to do that. But obviously, you as a player, you can't. Especially like you know, those are seasoned players. You know that that have tons of experience, and to let themselves get let their emotions run that high. Um, after a very emotional World Cup, which I mean, I get it. it this is those for them. That was their last World Cup. Like they're never, probably never going to come back to the World Cup. Um, and you know, you you feel like you got robbed by the referees. Um, and I obviously uh, in that situation, there's no, there, there's definitely a better way of handling it, which is obviously just letting go. Like nothing's going to get changed. Like not you yelling at the referee after the game was done isn't going to change the result. Like the result is the result. Um, but, uh, there's other ways that you could probably like <laughs> take out, take out that frustration on and, and th- there's healthier options. And, um, unfortunately they got, they, they didn't choose the healthier option and, and are now dealing with bans. So, I mean, it is what it is. Um, like I said, it's crazy though. Cause for though, I have, and like, and I mean, never could tell you. I, I do have like a. Real, I don't know why I have like a real soft spot for Uruguay. I don't know why. I just, I just like that team. Um, and these are four players that I really do enjoy watching. So, it, it it's kind of funny. Um, but yeah. Uh, in that sense, you just gotta do better, man. You just gotta do better. Um, all right. So the inevitable, uh, something that we all were hoping was gonna happen. We knew that. The United States were going to be a part of this tournament, but it is now official. The United States will be hosting the 2024 Copa America as CONCACAF and CONMEBOL announced a new partnership. Uh, like I said, they will be hosting, uh, the 2024 gold, uh, the gold cup, uh, <laughs> Copa America. So the, the two federations have announced a new partnership with the news headlining. Like I said, the 2024 Copa America, which will be in the U.S. The tournament will feature the 10 
nations in the CONMEBOL and six CONCACAF um, nations. Uh, obviously, you know, USA, Mexico, and Canada will pro- are, were already invited. Um, this gives them kind of, and this is honestly like a good preparation. Like, and you know, we, we, I've talked about this, uh, possibility and, and this is a good opportunity for, uh, these teams, uh, you know, specifically for the U.S. to, to, you know, obviously do their hosting duty, um, and prepare for 2026. So you gauge where they are as far as, as a host. Um, in 2024 to be more prepared for 2026. So I really do like that the U.S. is able to get uh, this to happen. But um, the new partnership that that is going to be featuring um, is that uh, they have confirmed that the 2024 CONCACAF Women's Gold Cup will feature four Bowl teams. Um, so it, it's a good way to strengthen Concacaf, um, and 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 Conmebol, but I think the more bene- the beneficiary of all this is Concacaf to be able to kind of mix in, uh, you know, to to mix in with Conmebol with those South American teams. Like I said, you know, you want to f- compete against better teams and, and like Iron Sharpens Iron and all, all all those all those jargons that I've said before. For USA and Mexico and Canada, this is this is great for them. They go, they go, they're going to be playing against Argentina, Brazil, you know, uh, Uruguay, like those countries. They're going to see them uh, and, and play them more frequently. It also could help a lot of the smaller Concacaf nations as well, you know, like El Salvador, like Guatemala, like like Costa Rica, like all of them to get a, get a little bit more of a competitive edge. And like I said, at the same time, like in, in the women's section, in the women in sector, like some of these countries, we can see more USA versus Brazil. We could, you know, like that's a rule. That would be a really big matchup. Um, it, it, when we do this CONCACAF, uh, Conebol, like partnership with CONCACAF, cause you know, like I said, the US women's national team, one of the best teams in soccer right now to get them to be able to play a little bit more competitively and, and get a chance to play against Brazil, I think would be a really cool uh, thing to do. Um, they're also going to uh, organize a new club competition to begin in 2024 as well, featuring the two best clubs from each federation facing off in a Final Four-style tournament. So, you know, obviously, uh, this is an opportunity to for MLS and the guy Maggie's. To, to compete with countries from South America. Like we could see, you know, like a, a Seattle Sounders versus Flamengo or, or LAFC take on, uh, I, I think Flamengo's right now the hot team in Brazil, uh, but like a Corinthians, uh, uh, a River Plate, a Boca Juniors. Like this is a, a great opportunity. I think, uh, once again, this is like the, it's a huge benefactor for, for CONCACAF specifically, in my opinion, I'm sure Conable is getting money for this. So, but I think it's a really good opportunity, uh, overall for, for everybody. Uh, and this is kind of what this, here's a little quote that, that they said. This is a partnership to support ongoing growth for men's and women's football in CONCACAF and Conable and will truly be of mutual benefit to both confederations. Um, this was from the CONCACAF president, Victor, uh, Mont. Montagliani, working hand in hand with Gonnabal, we will deliver elite competitions that will provide more opportunities for our federations and that we know passionate fans want to see. We look forward to working together to ensure that football in both regions continue to thrive. So, like I said, man, like they're going to try to like obviously spin zone that it does benefit, um, Gonnabal, which it, it does. It does benefit them. It, you know, obviously. Uh, with these tournaments, there's going to be more money that's going to these clubs as well. Um, but like I said, this is for me as, as a CONCACAF fan, like it's really great because you're going to face better competition. Iron sharpens iron. That's, that's just my big thing. Um, and, and it's not just for men, the men's competition. It's also for the women's competition. It's even for clubs. So it's a really cool opportunity. Um, obviously we've had the U.S. host, uh, Copa America before. Um, which I believe did really well. Um, uh, it was a really good showing. So 
it is really cool. I mean, we're going to be able to, to really enjoy uh, some really good soccer here in the U.S. again uh, for Copa America. Um, and and, and uh, it's just it adds more preparation for the U.S. Obviously, um, I believe this summer will be the Gold Cup. Um, so, like I said, this gives the U.S. men's national team, especially in a very important um, cycle with the 2026 World Cup being this the goal of this cycle. Um, you got the Gold Cup this uh, this summer, so you got more more time to prepare with some of your play with some of the guys that you're trying to work with right now. Um, then you know, I said for 2024, which is going to be a big 2024 because now you got Copa America. The Olympics, depending on where, you know, the priority is with the Olympics, but, you know, that's kind of like a U23 tournament. So you can probably play a little bit with that one, but it is a, it's still a huge thing because the U.S. men's national team hasn't been in, in the Olympics in such a long time. So that's going to be a really big summer in 2024. Now you get this, uh, kind of like a, a, a test to see how you, how you are as a host right now. Um, see what you can bring with your stadiums, your, your tourism, like how are you, how you're improving your hospitality options, um, for something like as big as a, as a world cup's going to be. But now you get to, now you really get to see where you're at it, but you know, two years before. So it's a really great test. I think this is really good for the U S. I think this is a great opportunity. Uh, I'm really excited about it. I can't wait. Uh, I want to definitely try to go. To some of these Copa America games because hopefully Houston's gonna have some games. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I think everyone should be excited for this, uh, especially if you're a fan of Concacaf. I think, like, in my personal opinion, I think Concacaf benefits the most out of this opportunity. Um, because like I said, you know, this is gonna just get the league better, uh, get Concacaf better, um, by getting more competition. Um, so I think it's gonna help us out, but I mean, also. Like I said, it's going to give good exposure also to these uh, uh, South American countries as well. So it's a real win-win. I'm really excited. I can't wait for 2024. Uh, even more so now because Copa America is a fun tournament. And I really like watching it. Um, now, I mean, it would be cool to see it live, but like it is overall just a fun tournament to watch. Um, it's going to be really cool to see like all the players and all that that are involved in that tournament. So there is that. All right, man. So it is my time. It is time to share my thoughts on the U.S. men's national team, uh, overall in this, in this, in this, uh, period for international friendlies. But before I get to that, this is brought to you by True Classic, the brand makes t-shirts that actually fit, not to mention super soft. When you're jacked, finding the right t-shirt can be incredibly frustrating. Most t-shirts are too tight in all the wrong places or way too big and boxy but not True Classic. True Classic has already helped over 2 million men get their fit on at an affordable price. Our listeners get access to the absolute best deal they offer for a limited time only. Get 25% off with the code BELLYUPFANTASY at trueclassic.com. Worried about sizing? True Classic leaves no man behind. For any of the big boys out there, they have long body options. And for the tall guys, long body and triple XL sizing. You may even get more reps within with True Classic because when you look good, you feel good. It's about time you get your fit together. Upgrade your wardrobe with True Classic. Get 25% off at trueclassic.com with the code BELLYUPFANTASY. Free shipping included on purchases over $100. That's 25% off at trueclassic.com with the code BELLYUPFANTASY. Strengthen your core wardrobe with True Classic today. True Classic. Look good. Feel good. All right. I will say, man, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm going to take overall this with a great, with the biggest grain of salt that I can. Um, so the first game, which was their, a 2 1 loss to Serbia, it was on HBO, um, which is, it is different. I will say that, but, um, everyone was complaining about that there was nobody in the stadium. One, it was, it was a fucking Wednesday. Uh, <laughs> In LA, so uh, I don't necessarily blame that there wasn't a lot of people at the stadium. Once again, it's it's the middle of the week, um, it's friendly, uh, but um, from what I saw in that first game, is just 
my my what I saw was just it was li- literally a team of of new people. There was a lot of new people that were playing in this game, um, new faces. Um, so you know, as far as getting uh, chemistry going, that was gonna I felt like was gonna be an issue. So, like I said, I'm I'm taking this game with a grain of salt. Brandon Vasquez did score a goal in this game. Got his got his first goal, um, and then then they lost. Uh, then they it, they literally scored the goal in the 29th minute, and then in the 43rd, Luca uh, Luca Yich scores uh, scores a, a free kick, and Velko Simic scores in the 46th minute. Um, so making it two one. All in all, though, uh, besides those two goals, I think uh, Gabriel Salina. Did a really good job. I think he really did impress me in, in, in some sense. Um, I kind of want to see how he develops. He, I'm, I'm kind of surprised how like some of his maturity for such such a young age. I, I think I want to see him continue on. I want to see him progress and and, and develop. Um, Julian Gressel, uh, really. I, I mean, I know he's a, he's a pretty good player, um, but uh, he did st- he did stand out to me. He did have the assist. Uh, to Brandon Vasquez, which I guess I could just segue into Brandon Vasquez. Um, yeah, scored a goal. Uh, I'm sure everybody, as soon as he did that, were like, this guy's our number nine. Uh, it's going to happen, man. Everyone, As soon as someone scores a goal that plays striker, everyone's like, we should get him. I know right now people are talking about Balagon, uh, which I will not be against. But yeah, it, it just the striker conversation is just ongoing. Um, I want to see a little bit more for Jonathan Gomez. I, I uh, there was there were some good moments, there were some bad moments, but oh no, uh, I think this game, the story is just really um, as far as the the first game against Serbia, it was just a team that a lot of players were making their debut. As, as a matter of fact, eight players were making their debuts for the U.S. men's national team. Um, so it was just a lot of just familiarity g- being gained. In this game, so uh, like I said, I'm gonna take a grain of salt, and also, I mean, you don't have a coach right now. And then the next game was a nil-nil draw against Colombia. Uh, definitely could say it's a frustrating draw. Uh, this was on a Saturday. A little bit of the crowd was a little bit good. Uh, I, I I watched kind of near the end, but the crowd was pretty good to me. I, I don't I don't have complaints about the crowd, especially because it was in Kansas City. Uh, it's a pretty good. I will say it's a pretty good soccer environment over there. Um, in this one, um, Colombia had 55%. Of the possession was pretty close. This one was just very, very underwhelming. Uh, you, you know, the U.S. only had five shots. Two of them were on target. Obviously, no goals. Whereas Colombia was having 12 shots. So, uh, yeah, there was really no killer instinct in this one. Though I will say, Paxton Erickson did stood out. A l- did stood out to me. Um, I like what I see from him. Um, you know, John Tol- uh, Tolkien, um, I have never heard of this guy. And I kind of want to see a little bit more of him. Uh, he did intrigue me a little bit. Uh, but I think all in all, the issue, right? Not really the issue. And I mean, obviously, this is like, I, I don't know. I don't want to say it in a rude way, but I think I'm just going to have to say it. Um, Thing is with me, uh, I think the U, at least this call up, it was a lot of guys that are not really playing with their current club right now. And obviously the guys that like some of the MLS teams had no problem letting go, um, because obviously teams are getting ready for, for preseason right now for MLS. So I, I really do think it was a good chunk of like just guys, uh, just getting guys that, that, you, you were so int- intrigued by, but like, you just needed to make a team. And I think that's what you ended up getting. Um, I mean, you don't have a coach, so you're not, I'm not, you know, you're still not really entirely sure what, like, what the identity is going to be for the U.S. men's national team for this cycle, because we got to find out who's the coach. Uh, so aside from that, man, I mean, um, obviously a lot of people would want, some results, but under the circumstances that right now the U.S. men's national team is dealing with, which obviously your sporting director's gone, your general manager's gone, uh, you're getting hit with 
you know, obviously Greg Berhalter is, is gone. Uh, I would hope because of the fact that like he just, I think his time was up for you for as a U.S. men's national team coach. But I'm sure people are also thinking about the whole scandal that's being involved with him and and Claudio and Daniel Reyna. As a matter of fact, you know, Claudio Reyna actually had uh you know stepped down from his position with Austin FC. Um so like I said, man, like I you gotta take it with a grain of salt right now because right now the team just doesn't have an identity. There's a lot of question marks right now with the US men's national with the US Soccer Federation right now. And it's just because of this scandal that happened. Um, which I hope we can move on from as soon as possible, but I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. Um, but obviously, you know, get these people hired, get your coach hired. Um, because like I said, this, this cycle is like, it's important. This is the biggest to me. Like this is the most important cycle that we've ever seen as, as us soccer fans. And it's because like we're kind of getting attention from, from fan, like people that don't watch soccer. To like maybe check out a little bit more of U.S. soccer players, and so it, it, it's like right now, like for with all this interest that we're gaining, and then we're getting hit with all this bullshit. It, it's really hurting for what this this could possibly gain uh, for U.S. soccer. And like I said, this is a very important cycle because you're gonna have a World Cup in your own backyard um, with. A team that you're hoping are gonna all all your players are are going to enter their prime, um, so yeah, it's imperative. They need to get it done. That's all I gotta say for that. Um, but yeah, that is my thoughts. Once again, go to Manscape. I'm uh, not Manscape. Go go to TrueClassic.com. Use the code Belly of Fantasy at checkout. Save yourself twenty five percent off. Once again, TrueClassic.com. Use the code Belly of Fantasy. Save yourself twenty five percent off. This will be posted on social media, on Instagram, Twitter, at InsertNameFC. So if you want to go ahead and share your thoughts on the post, go ahead and do so right now. But we're going to go ahead and take a break, and then we'll get going with my game to recap. This break was brought to you by Audible. Audible provides you a large library of audiobooks that you can listen to at your convenience, from horror genre all the way to biographies. Audible has it all. Make sure you guys go ahead and use the link audibletrial.com forward slash insert name FC podcast. Go ahead and get yourself a 30 day free trial. Once again, thank you to Audible for this sponsor break. All right, and we're back. All right, game. My game to recap is actually Sasulo beating AC Milan five to two. AC Milan had 61% of the possession in this game. Um, the shots were even actually nine to nine. Sassuolo had a had more shots on target, seven to five. Um, yeah, this is a, a another rough one for AC Milan as they suffer their fourth defeat in the last five matches, now going down to fifth place. But it is kind of like they're in a three way tie with uh with uh I think third and fourth. Um, uh, so this. They have ground to work with. They like they're not like it's not the end of the world for AC Milan, but um, it, it obviously you you went from winning a championship last season, and I mean it's it's definitely gonna be hard to catch up to Napoli because they're just they're just they're just on top form right now. Uh, but I mean you definitely want to at least try to maintain a Champions League spot if you're AC Milan right now, and and um, that is not how you do it. I will say that. Uh, so very rough outing for AC Milan. Um, yeah, there's not really much else you can say, man. But that is that is that for games to recap. Uh, Players of the week. Players of the week is brought to you by InTheClutch.com. In the Clutch is a clothing apparel that is uh, all supported by the players' associations of Major League Baseball, Major League Soccer, the National Basketball Association. And so much more. Um, they have amazing shirts, amazing material. I really love the shirts. I love the feel. Um, they do pass the fat boy test. Uh, Kelsey approved. Uh, shout out to Kelsey from High Level Sports over another member of Belly of Sports. Um, I mean, it, it, they're just overall amazing shirts, great designs. I love them. Um, they've made some really cool designs for the Houston Astros, which is my favorite baseball team. 
they did a sick Jeremy Pena shirt, made uh, Kyle Tucker, which are two of my favorite players right now on the team. Um, I love all the players on the Astros, but uh, Jeremy Pena and Kyle Tucker, man, I, I do have a lot of love for those guys. Uh, but they made some great designs, um, also made some cool designs for the Astros when they won the World Series. Um, so a lot of stuff, not just Houston Astros, obviously, but they do make a lot of great designs. And, and like I said, it, it helps out with the Players Association. So if you're a fan of the players more so than the leagues, well, go ahead and help out with In The Clutch. And so much so, if you guys use our code, insert name at checkout at intheclutch.com, you'll save yourself 10% off your purchase. Once again, use the code insert name at checkout to save yourself 10% off your purchase. But all right, man, players of the week, man. Edwards, player of the week is back-to-back with Pedri, who scores the winning goal for Barcelona's 1-0 victory against Girona. Um, yeah. Um, and, and so this is the benefactor of you guys voting on Instagram and Twitter for your uh, selection of the two options for Players of the Week. Pedri beat out Erling Haaland in the voting, actually by quite the landslide. And so Pedri is right now currently leading the, the group because of being the benefactor of this voting process now. So, but yeah, Pedri adds another, another vote in the player, in the player of the year, uh, battle. So, and then my player of the week is Lataro Martinez, who scores two goals in Inter Milan's 2-1 win against Cremonense. So, you know, for Inter Milan, man, this is a good game for them. Uh, good to have Lataro being able to perform like this because next week, uh, well, I'll get to next week. Uh, so congratulations to Pedri and Lataro Martinez for being our players of the week. Once again, use that code insert name at checkout at intheclutch.com and save yourself 10% off. Once again, intheclutch.com, use the code insert name to save yourself 10% off. All right, man. So here's some games to watch this weekend in Liga Mekis. We got Santos taking on America. Always a good matchup. Um, as a matter of fact, I believe Santos will be uh, in the same group with the Houston Dynamo. Uh, just wanted to point that out uh, for the League's Cup. So, because they're going to make League's Cup more of a bigger tournament uh, this time around. So, get excited for that. And Monterrey versus Toluca. Toluca coming off of a nil-nil draw against Leon. Um, you know, obviously, I'm going to pick Toluca, okay? Just, just, just know that if I have a chance to pick Toluca, I mean, this is a good matchup. It's Monterrey. Um, never count out Rayados. So good matchup for Liga Mekis and League Un. You got PSG taking on Toulouse, um, who has actually found some form right now. And Stade Rennes taking on Lille uh, over there in League Un. Uh, in the Serie A, we got Sassuolo uh, taking on Atalanta. Sassuolo, obviously the team that beat AC Milan. Atalanta, just a fun team to watch in Serie A. Um, and also, obviously, we, well, not obviously, but this weekend does feature the Milan Derby, Inter Milan taking on AC Milan. Um, so big game. Um, obviously where you do want your player to be in form, hopefully going into this game and AC Milan just needs to find an answer. Uh, they need to get back in the winning column. And so this is, this is definitely one you don't want to lose. So we'll see how that game goes in the Bundesliga. Borussia Dortmund, who has Gio Ranj is scoring big time goals for them as of lately. Taking on Freiburg. So let's see if Giorena can continue that form. Um, Wolfsburg taking on Bayern Munich, who, weirdly enough, is kind of struggling. Not really, but kind of, you know, definitely not up to the, the, the standard that we think of with Bayern Munich. So, uh, it is an interesting matchup, uh, to see how Wolfsburg continues. Cause I think they've also, they've coming off of some pretty good form as well. In La Liga, we have Real Betis taking on Celta Vigo. Um, yeah, you know, a little bit different. I'm, I'm sure these are two teams that you don't really hear plenty of in La Liga, obviously, because usually it's Real Madrid, Barcelona, and Atletico Madrid. But there you go. It's a little something different. I think it's going to be a really good matchup. So go ahead and check it out. And uh, the other game is Barcelona taking on Sevilla. Barcelona has just been on a tear as of lately. Um, also behind Pedri, but I mean, you know, Ter Stegen has been in, has been having some quite some clean sheets as of lately. Um, 
more and more Barcelona's getting better and better, which I hate to say that. I hate to see it too. So that's that's my reality right now. Barcelona and it's like the way they're playing right now and kind of the way Real Madrid's currently playing right now, it's not looking great for me. But you know, we'll see. We'll see. There's there's plenty of games left to be played. So I'm I'm not I'm not worried at all. And then in the English Premier League, we got Wolves taking on Liverpool. Liverpool just needs a get right game. This is as big as a get right game as you can get. They just need to get in there, start scoring some goals, get back to being the Liverpool that everyone thinks that they are, and, and get back on track because, yeah, it is it's looking pretty rough over there at Liverpool. And Tottenham taking on Manchester City. Uh, I've never wanted Tottenham. I can't believe I'm actually wanting Tottenham to win a game uh, because I need some space. I need some space for Manchester City and, and, and Arsenal. So I can't believe I'm saying that. I, I, I really do. It's this, Edward would be right now just enjoying me saying this. Because, not because he's a Tottenham fan, but just the fact that he knows I hate Tottenham as much as I do. Um, but if Tottenham can do me a solid right now, I need you to beat Manchester City this weekend. So we'll see how that goes, man. There's a lot of games going on, so go ahead and check them out. Obviously, there's other games, but this is kind of like that beginner's guide, if you will, if you want to go ahead and check that out. But all right, so being that this this segment is going running a little short as like last week, I'm just going to go ahead and also wrap up the episode in this part. Um, and share my closing thought. So my closing thought is brought to you by Manscaped.com. We have breaking news. Manscaped now sells beer products. That's right. They are once again revolutionizing men's grooming with a brand new Beard Hedge Pro Kit. From a beard trim to a fresh shave, technology behind the Beard Hedger Pro Kit allows you to shape your signature beard look now. You can finally use Manscaped products to make your drapes match your carpet by going to manscaped.com and using the promo code BELLYOFANTASY for 20% off and free shipping. It's time for your main no one likes a weird beer. It's time for your main no one likes... Okay, sorry. This is, the reading is kind of weird. It's time, for your, it's, time for your, it's time to your main no one like. It's time to your main... It's time to remain. No one likes a weird beard. Okay, I'm just going to continue on. So, so say goodbye to all your stubble and trouble with Manscaped Pro Beard Kit. It all starts with the beard hedger. That is, this thing is a juggernaut at fixing faces. First off, this cordless trimmer has a rotary wheel that gives you 20 hair cutting lengths all with one guard. So no more messy drawers full of extra add-ons. That's right. Face grooming doesn't need to be hard to get 20 different beard lengths. And just one guard, plus it's waterproof. You can shave in the shower to avoid all the hair in the sink. The titanium-coated blade is tough on on hair, but smooth on your face. Let Lead to single-stroke efficiency. That brings satisfaction one stroke at a time. So make sure you get 20% off in free and free shipping when you use the when you go to manscaped.com by using the promo code BELLYOFANTASY. Once again, that's 20% off and free shipping when you use the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY at manscaped.com. Manscaped.com. The finding, the gentleman. But, all right, so my closing thought is, obviously, everyone's just going off on Cristiano Ronaldo and Al Nassar, who got eliminated from the Saudi the Saudi Super Cup, which, frankly, no one gives a shit about Super Cups. Um, but... Here's the thing, and, and I guess I don't think I'm like shocking anybody when I say this, but like Ronaldo isn't going to be the like, yes, Ronaldo's gonna gonna score goals and do you know his his flair and all and all that like he's the way he plays with the ball and all, but he's just one guy, and, and we're talking about a team sport, like this. I I can't tell you about the players of Al Nassar because frankly I don't know the players. The only players I know, um, well Abubakar left and and uh and the, and the only and David Ospina. That's so those are the only two players. Uh, Ronaldo and Ospina are the only two players I know. And Al Nassar. Um, with that being said, man, like I don't, I don't necessarily know, uh, you know what this club was before Ronaldo showed up. Um, so. 
it's not all like Ronaldo isn't going to just magically make this team a champion. Like that's what the point I'm saying. It is a team game. Like Ronaldo isn't going to play, you know, forward midfielder, you know, he's not going to play every position out there. So it does take a collective. It does take a team, you know, like some of these guys probably are not used to playing with a guy like Cristiano Ronaldo, even at the end of his career, towards the end of his career, like they have never played with a guy at the quality of level that Cristiano Ronaldo is. Um, so maybe it's a there's a little different the way they have to pass on the ball or they, how how they get passes from him. So is like Ronaldo isn't gonna like over you know like Rome wasn't built in a day kind of like mentality like he is not going to make this team a champion right away like it's going they're gonna have to build some chemistry they're going to they're gonna win games they're gonna win games it's a it's gonna happen I, think, I believe it did happen actually but. Like, I, I know a lot of people just, they're just going to joke. Like, uh, like, uh, perspective wise, um, Lionel Messi last season when he was with PSG, he wasn't really that good. Um, and then, you know, now this season, now that he's got some familiarity with the team, Messi is now looking like Messi. So, uh, and, and obviously this is two different scenarios because one, PSG is a super team and Al Nassar is, well, I, I just don't know what Al Nassar is. Like, I don't know if they're, a top club in Saudi Arabia. Uh, clearly, they have a lot of money to spend. But um, I can't tell you if they were good before Ronaldo was there or if they were bad before Ronaldo was there. So, but I know one thing for sure is that it's going to take time to get Ronaldo adjusted to how this league is played and how these, player, how these players have to adjust to how Ronaldo plays. So it's it's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to... Like, I think the people that are more more, more having fond of, of at least these str- quote-unquote struggles of Al-Nassar are people that just don't like Ronaldo. The the, the mess... And I don't want to say that it's just Messi fans because I, I know that there's Messi fans that do also like Ronaldo. So, like, I don't... I think it's just people that just don't like Ronaldo. I, I, I think point blank. And that could be a Messi lover... Or, or not, but I think there's people that generally just, there's people out there that just don't like Cristiano Ronaldo and hope that he continues to struggle. So, and I'm not one of those people, but yeah, um, I think people are just overlooking, just overreacting to the Saudi Super Cup because, like I said, man, I frankly don't give a shit about Super Cups. Uh, personally, if you ask me, uh, the FA Community Shield, the, the Spanish Super Cup, the German Super Cup, the Italian Super Cup, the, the UEFA Super Cup, like, yeah, it's cool to have in your in your trophy case, but like, it's not really a, like a big tournament because it, it's like more of a preseason game, and in, in my opinion, or well, I know that the Spanish Super Cup is now in the middle of the season and now do with like a tournament, but like, I still don't rate that tournament that high. Like, I don't care for that tournament. Like, if if I win it, cool. If we don't, and, and like people are like, you know, because. People were making fun of Barcelona for celebrating the Spanish Super Cup because um, it was like, you know, Xavi's first trophy. Uh, look, it, everyone, it, you know, everyone has their own perspective. I'm not I'm not sitting here and telling you that, oh, if you rate the Spanish Super Cup or any sort of Super Cup, like a community shield, like if you rate the cup, you rate the cup. Like I just personally don't rate the cup. Like I don't I don't I don't necessarily count it as 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 a major trophy. Like it's just a cool side trophy to have. but. Yeah, it you know, so uh like I said, we'll we'll really like kind of I maybe like a few games down the road, we'll really see what what this Al Nassar team is gonna look like with Ronaldo. But right now, it, it's gonna be a growing process till we really see what it is. So that's all I gotta say for that. That's all my thoughts on Cristiano Ronaldo and Al Nassar. Uh but yeah, uh but yeah, we're gonna go ahead and wrap the show up. So shout out to Belly Up Podcast Network. Check out their website, bellyupsports.com. A lot of great articles, um, great partnerships all throughout manscaped.com, you know, in the clutch, uh, true classic. Uh, they got involved with a jerky company. So that's pretty cool. Um, and also Seat Geek, Seat Geek. So, um, I believe the code is Belly of Fantasy and I believe it's 20% off on your first purchase. At SeatGeek. So make sure you guys, so if you guys have never used SeatGeek, well, go ahead and open up, open, uh, cr- uh, uh, you know, 
download the app, create an account, and use your use the code Belly of Fantasy to go get twenty percent off your first purchase at SeatGeek. So make sure you guys take advantage of that ASAP. But yeah, uh, follow them on Instagram and Twitter at Belly of Media and at Belly of Sports. Like I said, lots of great content coming over there. Go ahead and check it out. Shout out to my girl Alejandra Gomez and her company ANG Graphics. She created the Instagram FC logo. I love it dearly. Everyone loves it dearly. A little, also a little bit of Alejandra. Uh, and Spencer loves the logo. Everybody at Belly Up loves our logo as well. So if you guys need some logo work done, follow Alejandra and her company on Instagram at a.g.graphics with an X. Once again, at a.g.graphics with an X. Um, send her a message. Tell her that you need some logo work done. And tell her that we sent you. She might hook you up with, with, some, with, a, with a discount. Also, I can't, I can't, I can't do these episodes without this guy. He is truly, 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 truly the most important person. So much so that we named the award, our player of the year award after him, which of course is Roosevelt Spencer. He is, you know, a great brother of mine, uh, obviously from my time in the Marine Corps. Um, and, and has also now become a bro to Edward. Um, which is funny because they have never met in person, but, uh, obviously, you know, we love everything that Spencer does for us. He edits these episodes. He provides the beats, the intros, the outros, everything. He does so much hard work for us. And I know his schedule is pretty hectic, just like mine. Um, and he still comes out with it. Um, I truly appreciate him. He knows that. Um, and so thank you again, Roosevelt Spencer. Um, and if you guys need some beats done, uh, for either if you're trying to get into music or if you're trying to do a YouTube channel or a podcast, well, hit them up on Instagram at that guy dope. Once again, at that guy dope. Uh, and message him and let him know that you, you need a beat and oh, I'm sure he'll happily oblige. So that is episode 120. Um, I think hopefully this one's a little bit longer than the last week's. Um, but hopefully this was able to help you guys out on, on your way to work or while you're working or while you're cleaning or whatever, you're, whether you use me for background noise or something. I truly appreciate your time because, you know, time is a very valuable asset in this world because once you time, can, you can never get time back. So the fact that you choose to click on this episode and, and listen to, you know, me and Edward and, and all our, our dumb adventures. It's truly appreciated. So thank you so much. So thank you for listening. Catch us next week for episode 121, which I'm sure will be more me fighting myself from yawning. So take care, guys.
Let go. 